Hello, 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 and welcome in to episode 17 of the Bear Claw Media Podcast. I'm Chris Bolin, joined as always by Ben Schlager. Ben, how you doing, buddy? Oh, not too bad. I mean, coming off my three-day weekend, not bad at all. Watching the Bears here, looks <laughs> like they're going to go down to TMU Commerce. But hey, other than that, we're sitting pretty. FCF playoffs have been uh, nice and rocking, so we're doing pretty good. Um. <laughs> But so yeah, let's uh, let's get into UNC stuff before before we get too yeah, carried before away. Before we go into um, the like we bits, we'll uh, we'll cover the local stuff real quick. So just going back to our UNC sports test real quick. Uh, starting off, uh, we're gonna sum up from November 29th to today. Uh, so men's basketball went to San Diego. It was a real close contest. Um, I know San Diego's been a little bit off, but traditionally a tough power basketball school out there on the west coast unc lost 72 74 is real close just a matter of penalties and and making shots uh our women's volleyball team did get to have their season survive a little bit uh they went into the nivc tournament which is the tournament right below the ncaa they got to host uh valparaiso and they took them in straight sets three nothing and then they did host uh wyoming and unfortunately, that next night, we got swept 3-0. So it was nice that the, the Lady Bears got to have a little bit of their season continue on. But, you know, we got to host like a pod in the in the in, in IV, or, uh, in the tournament. So, you know, that's pretty cool. Uh, men's basketball got to have a 75-71 win over CSU Northridge. Not too bad. And then... Uh, Women's basketball, they had a, a nice little three-lapper. Um, they beat Northern New Mexico College 96-37. I'm sure that was a good confidence booster for them. Uh, women's it, swimming it's no, and diving. It's no 114 to – what was, what was that NDSU basketball score from yesterday? Did you see that? Oh, it was God, like, like 100, 112 130 to 14. Yeah. At least we're not scheduling effort, teams that need to be decalapped. <laughs> <laughs> so uh unc went to northern arizona for swimming they did lose the match but they claimed nine individual titles um over the weekend so that was pretty cool our uh, swimming and diving ladies are doing very well in the season as they usually do uh they also lead us in the in the gpa the the way that they measure how a sport is doing academically They've been leading us since forever. So, you know, always uh, some of the sm smartest bears on water, I like to say. And then nice. uh, looking at just the the end of our recap, uh, women's basketball had a close one with Air Force, lost 60 to 68. Uh, women's swimming and diving did have another meet that was close against uh, Grand Canyon. They lost 125 to 173. Not too bad. Um Wrestling did have a, a bit of a, a bummer. Their opening Big 12 match against Western Virginia was a 9-31 to loss. So, unfortunately, that just didn't go their way. Um, and, wow, I looked down, and all of a sudden, it's a one-point game I, with 15 seconds left. I was going to say, left. Ben, I'll, I'll filibuster if you want to <laughs> open up ESPN Plus real quick. Right um, now, but for full game... disclosure, we're uh, at, at noon, almost noon 30 here on a Monday. And our Bears are down by one in double overtime against TMU Commerce. 
Yeah. So it's this gonna be a matter of, feels... of penalties back and forth, huh? Yeah. I I I missed who hit the three that kind of pulled it back like back to a fouling contest, but I'm this game kind of feels like it fits the theme of their season. They've been playing a bunch of teams like mid projected mid to bottom of their conferences, like San Diego, Northridge, um, New Mexico State. And they they've had a chance to win like all of them, but I just most of them have, have come up in losses. So I'm intrigued to see like once conference play kind of starts, you know, like I'm not encouraged, but I'm not discouraged. You know, they're playing competitive games. I think I think eventually they're going to oh, I mean, I kept saying this with the football team, but hopefully they learn to kind of kind of pull pull these close ones out and maybe maybe they'll uh, they might be looking decent in Big Sky. You know, it's so tough to tell with like no common opponents across the entire conference, but but the Bears are there. I'm intrigued. They've got my attention if nothing else. Well, and of course, it's always hard to tell because you know, Montana they were an awful team in the beginning of the season in football. And all of a sudden now they're a number two seed and rolling in hot. I mean, you're right. Looking at the majority of the Bears schedule, like everything's been close. The The smaller division schools, they have beat them like they were expected. Um, little discouraging. We couldn't keep it closer with CSU, especially since CSU is like on top of the world right now. So lets us know that we're still a, a tier or two below um, national competition, but at least going into um, conference, it looks like, you know, we're competitive. We're getting close to 70 points or above 70 points almost every game in those close contests where it's a little bit more uh, dicey. So who knows? I mean, you know, between uh, DeJour Reeves and St. Thomas, like we have a good team. It's just whether or not they can do it. Yeah, and it'll it's it's really weird too because you have like Weber State beating Saint uh, Saint Mary's who beat mm-hmm. CSU this weekend, and then you also have it was Montana that lost to Rocky Mountain, right? Or was it Montana State? One of those. I it was one Montana of the Montana State. schools lost to like Rocky Mountain, and you know we're like they're gonna beat us at least once in conference play. So the beginning of the year is so wild in college basketball. I try not to take too much from it, but. I'm hoping uh I'm hoping that UNC finishes a little better than their projected second to last from preseason. Yeah, we're still sweating it out here on the plus. It looks like it's ninety nine ninety six with us at the line. I think we're just oh, not gonna have really Yeah, just, we're I not gonna really have enough time to uh get it done. Too. But looking ahead, there's there's some uh there's some big teams that we have ahead. We have uh Colorado in Boulder. So unfortunately, that'll be a tough one. And then Air Force at Air Force, tough stretch going into the the Christmas break. And then Bears come back from that, and they actually start their Big Sky schedule uh, before they go into the majority of it. So they'll come back to to Greeley December thirtieth and host NAU before they eventually have the Big Sky Summit <laughs> Challenge, um, which should be should be a fun little contest because. We see former Big Sky member North Dakota, and then we host uh, Denver. So that should be a fun little tournament to look forward to. Maybe we can win the Big Sky Summit Challenge. <laughs> nice. Well, um, 
Yeah, I think we basically have our result in this UN this basketball game. Bears are gonna fall to four and five. So might as well uh might as well take a little little break here and then hop into FCS playoffs. That sound good to you, Ben? Sounds good. And um, in that break, unfortunately, the Bears did make that loss official. Uh, 101.99 with the uh, the buzzer beater three. Um, but like we we wasted some of the good banter off camera while we were in that while we were on break. But it it's like you were saying, Ben. It's, at least the games are close. They're interesting to watch, and it, it, you can kind of get some hope from from these losses. Yeah, it's encouraging. I think we have competitive games. Um, it's maybe not, we, we were maybe expecting these to be more so wins than competitive games. But hey, at least for the fans, it's way better to have a uh, competition where it's like, ooh, we could still win it. We're still kind of in it. Um, it just feels better than, than the football season. Um, you know, we were in a <laughs> lot of those games, but ultimately we never figured it out. Uh, these guys are figuring it out. I mean, going to four and five, four and six, like, it's not bad. I mean, like we were discussing, they're going above 70 points. You know, that's still entertaining for the crowd. So we'll just hope that they figure out those, uh, those nooks and crannies for, for a big sky competition and, you know, try to make it interesting. All right. Well, something, uh, something we don't have to try to make too interesting. Uh, the FCS playoffs quarterfinals this last weekend, um, we both went three and one. Well, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later though. Um, where do you want to start, Ben? We got four to four to choose from. So I'll let you, I'll let you take it away. Gosh, there wasn't a bad game on here except for the one I picked wrong. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, uh, North was... Dakota state, they, they found, they found themselves like South Dakota. Like they were, they were spicy most of the season. Um, North Dakota State, they found their uh, their usual playoff gear, and uh, yeah, they they just took it to them. You know, can't can't have that two loss against uh, a a cousin school. Yeah, I Ants wouldn't have had the chance to flee for USC if they'd have lost. He'd have been he'd have been out by by not his choice. I mean, probably probably yeah. not, but there would have been definite callings for it. Yeah, I think there was already rumblings for it, but I mean, uh, go him for getting one of the most interesting upgrades that he could. Uh, he is going to be the linebackers coach and the head, the assistant head coach of the defense. If anybody knows what the hell that actually does, or why it is uh, assistant head coach and not assistant defensive coordinator, let us know because I found that wildly just like too too much work. They're doing too much. Like you were saying, Ben, like last night, the the wording seems very intentional. I just mm -hmm. don't know what the intent is. You know, like they don't just that's not just a title that you give. Like it, that's not a I mean, it probably is a made up title, but like the words were like carefully crafted in it. Well, and it was on their official graphic. It, it wasn't even like they were, you know, just farting around with that online and somebody, you know, caught it and, you know, made it hot. No, it was on their official graphic of the. The one where they, you know, Photoshop him into a USC polo and a USC hat. Um, good for them. 
Uh, honestly, I think we were both talking, and I think this might actually be good for North Dakota State because if he wasn't comfortable just kind of, you know, riding it out um, until he got his own head coaching job as a as a bump up, like climbing and unbolted, um, maybe he's just not super stoked to be a head coach. Maybe he just maybe he wants a little bit more fun, a little bit less pressure. So who knows? Uh, congrats to Ents, and I'll be uh, I'll be watching who who the Bison choose for their next leader. Yet some some uh, early uh, Brett Vegan. I wanted to say Jason Eck for some 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 vegan rumblings to NDSU. That'll be interesting because I'm sure like I feel like that's a that's a leap you don't see a ton at this level. You know, like going from like a power to a bigger power. Like kind of the Lincoln Riley, the Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma to USC thing. So that'd be interesting to see if how much interest there is on both sides of there. But that name, that name stood out to me when I, in the initial rumblings. Yeah, there's one phrase that really gets my goat of why I think that could be possible. If you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> I mean, touche, touche. Uh so let's go to South Dakota. Yeah, South Dakota State Nova next because I probably have the the least to say about that one. Um, interest like much better game than I had any. Like I don't want to say it was a better game than it had any business being, but I don't think many people expected it to be this close, even though it was an eleven point eleven point win. Um, the Jackrabbits got a nice a block punt, I think in the second quarter that it felt like that one touchdown was just kind of too much for, for Villanova to overcome. And then, and then their defense kind of fell into line where they're expected to be in the second half. Yeah. I think this game uh, deserved to be right where it was. Um, But let's also acknowledge the fact that South Dakota state were gentlemen and they didn't score on the last drive. Cause I think they started <laughs> kneeling the ball at like the, the five of Villanova. So, I mean, realistically, this could have been 30 to 12, and that would have been more in line with everything else that we'd seen. Very good um, point. But yeah, it was competitive through through three quarters. Um, fourth quarter, South Dakota State started pulling away, started showing why they have a better edge than, uh, than Nova. But I mean, credit to all those guys. They really uh, kept it close. They fought hard. Um, Isaiah Davis and Mark Gronowski are just too much uh, for one team to handle. So, you know, going into next week, I, I think South Dakota State's going to be just fine. I don't think this knocks down their confidence. I think, you know, having the result that they did, it's it's lower than, you know, the box score watchers are going to gonna want to see. But if you watch the game, like, there was definitely some superiority by the Jackrabbits. No, yeah, and I definitely uh, I don't envy this next team that, that gets to play them. Uh, Albany going into the Kibby Dome late night on a Saturday night. I think it finished up like one thirty Eastern time or something. So much after my bedtime if I was living back east, but but the uh, they seem to handle it just fine. Uh, it feels my first instinct was like, damn, kind of a disappointing like loss for Idaho dis and like but it wasn't a disappointing season as a whole like they got a playoff seed they got a postseason win they're only like two years removed from being in purgatory like 
before Eck got there. Um, I think it's everything's ahead of schedule, and I think because of that, this one probably hurts a little bit more than it it maybe should. I would say ahead of schedule is a perfect way to put it. Um, like Idaho fans, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, like we expect to be here," blah blah blah. Or uh, you know, even even the the tubs of the club guys, like they'll they'll be like, "Yeah, like." This is definitely, like, pretty good for where we expected. Um, but, I mean, like, honestly, it's for a second-year coach, even though he came from a very winning school, um, this definitely is ahead of schedule. Like, they have guys going there, like McCoy. You know, that might have been a little bit of a, of a recruiting win um, in the sense of, like, they found somebody who, like, is just overperforming what, what he should have. But, like, as a team – there's so many impressive guys on here. Like Jermaine Jackson has been lights out performer um, every single game. And like, even though I found myself rooting for Albany at the end, I know it, it wasn't even, wasn't any bad blood against the, the potatoes. Um, it was just like Poffenberger, like was fantastic. I love the way he slings the ball around. Um, but there's nothing to scoff at for Idaho. Everything they have is just, it, it's great. Like, you know, Jermaine Jackson, he almost had a uh, another special uh, touchdown in this game. Um, everybody was just flying around the field. They have all the parts. It just didn't go in their favor. Yeah, and still still a lot of hope for Idaho. They're losing a couple couple key guys, um, Hayden Hatton being the, the main one. Um, but I mean, if you have a quarterback who's only a sophomore, it's hard not to feel hopeful, especially with how good McCoy's been the last two years. Um, and I hate to say it, but this season's turned me into just a bit of an Idaho fan. I don't, I've been fighting it and I still am, but it's, I'm succumbing to it. I was going to say there's, there's a lot of uh, good players on their team. And even, even without Hatton, I, I think, I think one of the best things if, um, is Hatton a senior, or is he is he just moving on? See, so I thought at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's wrong because everything I've heard since then has made it seem like he's a senior. I'm pretty sure that's like what he's been referred to on the broadcast because gotcha. that I'm pretty sure he's gone nonetheless. Watch, yeah, I mean, like, or, you, or you gotta love those incredibly uh... stupid. Yeah, you gotta love those rosters that are like deceiving. It's like redshirt junior, but not actually credits wise. Um, even so, without him, I think I think Idaho continues this train. I think if they spread the ball around and continue to have uh, impressive options, I, I think they'll be fine. But yeah, just that that one fumble by McCoy kind of really shifted the game. It could have been uh, could have been a one score difference one way or another, rather than than two score. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, that fumble, like I was watching and then that fumble happened and I was like, bummer. And then I looked up right after it and there was two minutes left and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. That fumble was like a giant deal. Like, cause I think what were they down? Uh, were they, I think down four at that point. Cause that, yeah, that one got weird. So they had 19. Yeah. So that yeah, I think that also just kind of contributes to like why it seems like it stung, and that that's coming from me who has like no real emotional attachment to them. Um, but the last uh, last game, this one was probably the most exciting. 
I was sitting, uh, I had watched the beginning of the Montana game and then I got sidetracked doing something and was just sitting on my couch and I get a text from you just that says OT for Montana. And, um, first off, thank you for that because, because I (laughs) turned it on, um, and I got to see what was that, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna. I don't know the Furman quarterback's name, but that like throw where he was wrapped up and going down oh, and tied it up. Yeah, Huff at the end, at the end of regulation, and then just a a really good throw from uh, uh, McDowell. So I, I, why do I always want to call him Vidlack from McDowell in overtime? There, like a, that piss missile across the middle that uh, ended up being the game winning score. Yeah, ultimately, I think if anything uh, gets the the designation of better than it deserved to be, it's definitely this one. You know, South Dakota State, Nova, that was going to have a 12-point line, so that kind of finished about where it was supposed to. And this one was supposed to have an 18-point line. So it's like, this this was way better than expected. Vegas got that one wrong for sure. (laughs) Or things went awry. Um, But yeah, Tyler Huff definitely performed well. that that uh that pass with 13 seconds left that was that was special um i don't think montana should be worried either because you know even though this went to overtime they were performing strong and and again like junior bergen and uh jermaine jackson you could put them side by side like they they are definitely keeping um the rashid shahid um type of just an absolutely electric returner. They're keeping that alive in the, in the big sky. And, you know, if these guys move on to the league, even as practice squad, put them out there for return, just see what they do. You know, it might be different at the next level, but these guys are electric. I mean, starting the game off, I think I texted you like, like three times within like the first five minutes of the first quarter. I was like, Oh shit. Like it's, it's over like 99 yard kickoff return from Bergen. And then like, just a couple of minutes later, I'm like, okay, um, Freeman just scored. Never, Never mind. mind. <laughs> no, that was that was funny. Um, and yeah, Junior Bergen will be just a name that a Montana fan will hear that in like 25 years. And they'll just get like, like you know, like whatever the opposite of a shiver down your spine is, like a, just a nice warm, fuzzy feeling. Just, <laughs> just like, a, like a hot toddy <laughs> in a snow game. Exactly. You know, you have to rehydrate somehow. Did you did you catch that on the broadcast and the, the Twitter buzz about it? The, no, I missed it. And like, my, I guess Montana lets the crowd like reenter at halftime. Like, oh, and the well, that's right. They, they, was they like, did make a point of saying that. They're like, it may look empty now, but like the fans can leave at halftime to rehydrate. So they'll be back. I mean, that, that's smart. Like, if you know you're supporting your local business by uh, just letting those liquor stores just load up, as, <laughs> as long as they have a responsible driver, I'm sure that's way cheaper to do it that way. I mean, oh, yeah. I was, I, I mean, like, I a, like an $8 you... Modelo at the stadium, like, ah, that's always nice to have. But, uh, hey, if you can have, like, a 12-pack for 18 bucks, that that's pretty good, too. Yeah, just go go fucking house four of them in the parking lot before before coming back in for the third. It it'd be nice if UNC did that, but let's be honest, they need to squeeze every single dollar they can out of the game day experience. So 
I yeah, can't. Honestly, uh, it's I probably can't blame better if you hard. just say no reentry. It's like, uh, we can't leave yet. Then I'm like, then we just can't but come back in. <laughs> huh? All right, so uh, let's let's move forward. We're getting less and less games to pick every week, um, but we have two two today. Uh, one of them is definitely more interesting to me, but I think both of them definitely have the potential to be good games. Um, I will start off here. South Dakota State versus Albany. Um, Albany looked good against Idaho. Um, I think they probably looked a little better than most people expected, but let's be honest. I, I still think SDSU's a level above the rest of the country, um, and I don't think Albany's going to be the team to knock them off. I mean, I don't really think any of these other three are going to be the team to knock them off, but for for this exercise, Albany. Well, and, and uh, for this exercise, since it's an exercise and not my actual pick, um, I'm going to go with Albany because I need the points. But also, nice. I kind of fell in love with, with Reese uh, Poppenberger's arm. Like, you just like dude saying was his just name. fucking stuff. Like... On that on that first touchdown where he he like his receiver kind of beat the safety they kind of both just lost in the air he just slings it it goes way off camera I'm like no nah, pick pick or hurt hitting the dirt and it just falls right in the bread basket I'm like damn that kid is just <laughs> slinging it um, between that and like their defense being so highly rated and like granted it it took them a long time to get to McCoy and uh, ultimately you know causing that fumble did help their their situation uh greatly but overall i think they have they have good tools i think they're still a tier below sdsu but if somebody's going to upset them i feel like it's going to be this because like ndsu montana i think both of those are strong options as well probably a little bit stronger than albany but like if there's ever a trap game it's looking too far ahead to frisco and getting caught up so and who knows, NDSU, Montana, they might tear each other apart and there's nothing left because the, the Bison and the Grizzlies were both ripping off tears of meat from each other. Uh, they might just limp <laughs> to Frisco and get, get lapped by the Jackrabbits. But I like Poffenberger's arm. I like the defense. I think ultimately if there's somebody to slow down SDSU, it would be those guys because I feel like they were better than Nova and Nova gave them some trouble. So I wouldn't say... Nova was ever in it, but I feel like their defense kept them from being in a situation where it was just going to be a, a blowout no matter what. And Offenberger's definitely a better quarterback, so I think it's upgrades. I think it keeps it close. Yeah, thank you um, for that tangent because it allowed me to look up the pull up the Wikipedia pages for Brookings and Albany, and. Um, I think it's also at least worth noting Albany's one of the few places where it gets like, you know, like the weather's not going to be a complete shock to this Albany team. Looking at December, like the daily average in Albany's 30 and in Brookings, it's 18. So that 12 degrees makes a difference, but it's not like we have like a, a Florida A&M coming up or, you know, <laughs> one of these, these Southern teams that it'll be like the Dolphins playing in Buffalo type of type of situation. Right. It'll still be a little bit different because it blows like a son of a bitch out there in, in South Dakota, a lot like it does on my trips to Wyoming. Uh, so cause they had 45 <laughs> mile an hour gusts that were 
you know, they, they wouldn't quite say that that was the sustained win, but those fans look miserable. So they're used yeah. to it. Um, but I mean, Albany, they have ice storms. So I, <laughs> I think they're at least somewhat prepared for that, that atmosphere. Um, and then you kind of touched on it. NDSU versus Montana. Uh, ben, I don't have a strong feeling in this one. So I will do the gentlemanly thing and let you pick and then pick opposite it to give to give it a little bit of intrigue moving into next week. Um, also, these ones are worth three, I believe we agreed on. So and you I have you by seven. So in theory, in theory, you can pull it within one if you go for the for the sweep this week. In theory, uh, I'm still OK with pizza. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll just make it uh, whoever. Whoever picks the uh, uh, picks the correct um, the correct team in the in the in the title game, uh, we'll just get to choose the the flavor of the wings. So we'll just <laughs> we'll just do that as like the little little spiciness because like I'm sure Albany is that's going to be a like a <laughs> I don't even know I I'd yeah. give them like twenty five percent chance, but I do like them I like them a lot. Um, this is not a struggle, and line. I think this matchup was born to be um, just us choosing differently, especially after last week, is I bet you're not believing in Montana, and uh, I underestimated NDSU. So I'm going Montana still because I still think they have a more complete team. Uh, NDSU did get a great win, and it was by a lot of points, but <laughs> I think South Dakota might been – might might have been a little bit better during the regular season than they were in playoffs. North Dakota State, they seem like they've hit a different level. Um, sure, they got lucky or like just very like a very skilled win in Montana State, but ultimately they went through. They knocked off a seed, and they're the only non-seed still rolling in the playoffs. So I think North Dakota State has a lot going for them, but Montana every time we bet against them. Every time, I except know. for NAU, like they pull it out. So I think the witch doctor is going to keep his magic. I think uh, Junior Bergen is a threat. And, you know, North Dakota State, they, they see a lot of talented players as well. But Junior Bergen, uh, just like Jermaine Jackson, like Albany knew about him and they were kicking away from him. And he still got some electric returns. So I feel like special teams is going to make a difference. And I feel like Montana, just as a whole, has more chemistry and production and NDSU, if they stick to their bread and butter, they're going to run out of time and not, not score enough points. Yeah. I, um, I, the Montana thing is interesting because I was very, con you're right. Like you, you been spending too much time together because you nailed it. I, I am kind of doubting Montana a bit. I think really because this is the first time we've even seen a indication of a struggle ever since, uh, honestly, since like that NAU loss, they kind of hit the Jets and haven't really looked back. Um, but Furman was probably going to be that number two seed over Montana if they hadn't lost the last week of the season. I don't, I will take NDSU. I don't hate being on the op, on the NDSU side here. I can tell already that if this game is close, I'm going to find myself rooting for Montana as the game comes down. Um, but I, I like that to make it interesting. One thing that I saw thought was kind of, that was kind of, uh, 
wild was that ants with even like i mean situations are situational you know so you can't it's not a one-to-one comparison but he has more with his two national titles he has like as many as montana's program history in six years that most fans have considered a down period which is just kind of it's just absolutely nuts to think of where that ndsu program was with bold and climbing that is pretty wild that they're that's their version of down um Oh, oh! How the the teams have fallen since the the North Central conferences has uh, come and gone. Um, but yeah, it's you're right. Um, I I think another thing that plays into my formula is Bobby Houck must have sold his soul. So he's he's a witch doctor. He's got some voodoo. He must True. have given some to Junior Bergen too. Um, but I I feel like maybe not for the starters, but for the backups at least for the guys who don't have a solidified um seat on the team the guys who are not seniors the guys who <clears throat> it doesn't matter as much if they win this year i think the ends thing could be a distraction and i know that's that's an easy that's a low-hanging fruit uh argument to go with but at the same time i also feel like it matters like if you feel like your coach is kind of looking off into the sunset not really paying attention not really listening i think that could have a little bit of division the guys who are, you know, you know, real-time dogs, real-time, you know, bought in everything, uh, who can focus up like they should, they'll be fine. But other ones who, you know, might have a little bit more emotion attached to that, that decision, maybe they came here just for ends, um, you know, maybe that, that creeps in their mind. Maybe that kind of gets them more easily frustrated and they end up making a mistake sooner. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was distracted. I don't know if you saw this. Nick Norris committed to Oregon State. I don't think you've seen oh. it because it's been since we've been recording. Dang, um, good for him. So, yeah. Uh, but I... I don't know who he's um, going to play. I agree. Like, the pack too. Yeah, he's, we'll, we'll, we'll get to see him up in Fort Collins next year, probably, honestly. Oh, uh, that's possible. Um, uh, but you're right with the sorry to sorry to get us sidetracked. I I just saw that and had to had to bring it up. Um, the ends thing could 100% be a distraction. I mean, like if if you see that your coach, not that he doesn't want to be here, but you know he's on to greener pastures. Like that that has like it, that doesn't mean nothing. I feel like it. Maybe some of the seniors, like you said, like they'll be able to kind of focus through it. And maybe with the landscape changing in college football, it'll, you know, like players are like, whatever, I was going to hit the portal as soon as we lost anyway. Um, but you you can't discount it. So I, I'm a little worried in that regard as well. Um, also, like, but, let's just acknowledge so, how dope that, uh, that Oregon State, like, <laughs> commitment photo is, like. That's pretty sweet. The, like the, oh, half the and paper half with the helmet on. That is pretty dope. Good for him. I'm like really happy for him. I hope he. I hope he kills it. I mean, shoot from from uh, Fort Morgan to Corvallis, right? Uh, yes. You know yeah. what's stupid is I was con- the one I was I was wondering about the Fort Morgan thing, not the Corvallis. I was like, wasn't he Wiggins? Didn't we talk about this? No, but no, that Fort was, Morgan uh, for sure. That was right. Yeah, I mean, like, um, what what a cool thing. But, also, um, 
another former bear who went to <clears throat> Oregon State, uh, Joe Golden. So kind of like lots of cool local connections of uh, Oregon State lately. High right? Yeah, just like Ohio giving uh, giving our <laughs> transfer guys offers. I think we're up to three, maybe four <laughs> at this point. So who knows? Maybe we'll just have like DJ Nap- uh, Knapke and uh and everybody just you know chilling in the backfield nice well uh i think that's all that's all i had about what we were what we were talking about today anything anything we didn't touch on ben yeah i think we're still waiting at least another week for uh winter recruits i think we both decided uh december 20th is uh when they may be announcing and whatnot so we have a and lot by of us, that. the NCAA decided that was the early commitment date. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that the portal got us all messed up and whatnot. <laughs> so um, we know we know quite a few of those um, already, uh, but we're not going to spoil it for the kids. Uh, they they should be able to announce it on their own time. But uh, once we start seeing <laughs> those pop out, we'll start uh, we'll start boosting those and making sure everybody can follow that on our Twitter. But yeah, um, looks like we already have four kids committed so it's going to be a light winter class but um we 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 know from the last press conference and kind of from talking to some of our sources that it sounds like springs springs the big thing um they're going to focus on uh just kind of seeing what the holes are um in the program and then going from there um to recruiting locally first and after recruiting locally um they'll they'll do out of state and then from there they'll do transfer portal. So uh, don't be yeah, discouraged. Not, um, all, I think all four commits so far are Colorado guys, right? Am I wrong on that? I believe so. I don't have the doc handy. Um, I know we have. We'll, we'll uh, say they are. We have two two offers um, that are out of state. I think one's Arizona, one's California. I will double check on that. But yeah, we'll we'll get more into that as time gets closer. But uh, don't worry, Bears fans. People are committing. People do want to go here. It's just uh, the coaching staff is taking their time to get exactly who they want. So we'll see what everything looks like uh, coaching-wise and recruit-wise as the season goes on. Awesome. Well, a um, little bit of housekeeping. I think we have kind of two episodes in like not necessarily lined up, but we have two things kind of planned. Um, we'll probably take either a week or two weeks off around Christmas um, just to give us a little bit of a break. You know, it's amazing how much time it goes into recording an hour podcast every week. Um, then once, once new year's hits, we'll be right in the swing of basketball season. Um, and we'll, we'll be back at you every week. Um, as always, if you like what we're doing, please, please leave a comment. Tell your friends. Um, tell your mom. She'll she'll listen. She loves you. Um, if you don't, leave a message. In- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Crop us out of the video and put it on TikTok. But I mean, granted, I would have even if we'd uploaded that to TikTok, I probably would have cropped us out too. But still, um, but. If you don't like what we're doing, leave a message in Ben's inbox. The ruder, the better. Um, yeah, this has been Bear Cl- the Bear Claw Media Podcast. We will get at you later. Mm-hmm.